Hi, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Brian, and we're here for our weekly culture and Christianity segment. Uh, Today, we are going to be definitely doing what we do in The Church Split, which is helping you escape your echo chamber, learning to think biblically, and challenging that status quo. Today's episode is about an actress uh, who was recently in the news. Her name is Carrie Washington. Uh, She's best known for being on the TV show Scandal, um, which I think was on ABC, but it could have been NBC. I don't remember. I did have seen that show. Um, she recently is writing or wrote a memoir um, called Thicker Than Water, which is detailing her life as an actress. And uh, what makes this notable and what makes it something that I want to talk about today is because it talks about her having her abortion. And like many actresses nowadays, she seems that she needs to tell this to everyone to help remove the shame that her abortion was giving her over the years. And now if she says it out loud, for some reason it magically removes the shame that she had felt originally. So I'm going to be reviewing this article about it from NBC News, or she was on the Today Show, um, talk about some of this about the memoir. Um, But anyways, it's an article that they had with her interview. Um... So I'll just read some of this and then kind of respond to it, and uh, and then obviously would like your feedback and opinions in the comment section. So if you're not a subscriber to Church Split, make sure you subscribe so you can see these segments and Will's segments and our joint segments each week. So uh, she notes in her memoir, Thicker Than Water, released on September 26, that she had an abortion in the early 2000s amid her budding career. By that point, she had filmed this movie called Save the Last Dance in 2001 and landed their lead role in the 2003 dramedy She Hates Me. So, early career abortion, which is what we've talked about a lot on this channel with regard to convenience abortions. This was another example of a convenience abortion. It is not that um, that this is a life of the mother situation. This is one of those situations where it was something other than a convenience thing. It was going to affect her career negatively. She was starting to get rich and famous and she could see where it was going and didn't want a pesky little baby inside her um, and following along with her to ruin her chances of having all this fame and success. Who could blame her, right? Oh, well, Christians can, actually. Um, And even non-Christians, if you have any bit of moral understanding of what abortion really is. So just a little bit of her career by then. It says says early 2000s, so we don't know exactly when she had this. Uh, In 2000, she had a movie called Our Song. In 2001, which she states was her first big paycheck, uh, was Save the Last Dance, and that made $131 million in the box office. Obviously, she wasn't the main character, but she was... I think uh, one of the leading supporting actresses. And then 2004, which it makes uh, makes mention in this article, was when She Hates Me was released, which was another uh, movie that she did. So she's on, she's at least, it seems, done with movie number two and on to movie number three when she gets knocked up and decides the best thing to do is just get rid of this baby and remove all the consequences of her actions. Oh, by the way, she's she's worth $50 million now. So that's not insignificant money. Uh, So I guess maybe she had at least the right instincts that her career was going someplace. It says, to protect her privacy in her career, the Scandal star says she provided a fake name to doctors who performed her abortion, according to an interview she did uh, with People. Washington said she initially debated whether to publicly share that she had an abortion in her book. 
quote, I struggled a lot in the beginning with whether or not to include my abortion story, she told people. Quote, at first, I wasn't sure how it would fit into the story of my life, but I started to feel like it was really important for me to share this. Washington said throughout the journey, she felt, quote, shame and, quote, a degree of hypocrisy, according to people. She had been a sexual health educator in her teens. <laughs> what do you think she was educating people on? Uh, probably not to do this. Probably not to kill your child. Um, so first I want to think about this. Like, If this cannot be a serious medical procedure, as everyone tries to say, if she, had, if she can use a fake name. Uh, you can't give a fake name if you have like a severed toe and you want that, that sewed back on. You're going to have to give them a real insurance card with your real ID, and they're going to check all that information in. Um, this is a uh, benefit of the abortion industry and people that are rich and famous to be able to obfuscate um, your identity when you're getting a medical procedure. She says she felt shame and hypocrisy because she was a sexual educator in her teens, and I assume probably four teens. She should feel shame and a hypocrite for this. <laughs> hey kids, be sexually responsible. If you aren't ready for the consequences of sex, don't do the deed. Unless you become an actress and your life is about to get really exciting, uh, then, then of course you can use that undo button that is abortion that women call reproductive health. So this doesn't apply to you, poor teenagers. It's only for us movie actresses and people that don't want to deal with the consequences of their actions. But everyone has to share these now because it's empowering, right? These stories of their abortion. And it frankly is helping sell copies of this memoir, right? She's doing interviews about this. There's articles being written. And hey, look, I'm even doing an episode on it. So it's not for nothing. She is doing this like her abortion to make some money. She goes on to say that she ultimately chose to disclose the segment to uh, dissipate any shame associated with the procedure. Um, the story has had so much to do with my understanding of myself and the world as my career unfolded, she said. Later adding, quote, it's just so important to me that abortion is not a bad word and that my abortion is not another thing on the list of things that I'm ashamed of. So she's ashamed of a lot if she's got a long list, but apparently this one isn't one of them. And the way that you get rid of shame is simply by shouting it, by telling people, by writing it in your book, by talking about it to news personalities and news anchors and TV shows. Um, or is it because morally she knows it's wrong and she was taking a life and she feels guilty from it and she's trying to come up with some way a non-Christian way, a non-religious way to be okay with it. Um, and I think that maybe it's a good time to pause and say, as Christians, if we know people that have had abortion, it is while it is shameful, um, it's like other sins. Those sins can be covered by the blood of Jesus, um, and there is no sin that's going to get you out of the reach of Jesus. If Kerry Washington uh, will actually submit and repent not shout her sins, but actually repent of her sins and believe on Jesus to forgive her from her sins and save her from the death that she deserves for her sins, um, then she's in the kingdom with everyone else. So if you know someone that's has had an abortion or abortions, feel shame in this. There is hope and there is forgiveness in Jesus. It's not just this condemnation that Christians need to give. I'm going to be a little bit punchy today because 
while she's trying to sell books be with her story of killing her child. So there's a little bit of ridicule and sass for saying something as ridiculous as she's saying. And it, right, this little convenient inconvenient life for her was on her way to be worth $50 million. So how much does a life cost? Well, in this case, $50 million. You don't get to say things are not shameful to make them not shameful. That's just not how that works. Um, you need to deal with the consequences of your actions. But thankfully for all of us, there's hope um, even when we sin and even when we do terrible things. The article goes on to say abortion has been at the forefront of political and familial debates, especially since the Supreme Court of the United States overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 case that made abortion a constitutional right in 2022. The hot-button issue is one Washington felt the crossfires of in 2019 with her scandal character Olivia Pope terminated her pregnancy. Washington said to the Huffington Post in 2020 that she received online hate for the scandal scene. So one quick correction, NBC, on this uh Roe v. Wade did not provide or create a constitutional right for abortion. Uh, this is just plainly false and shows a misunderstanding of the Constitution altogether. That's not what it did. Um, it limited at what age states could ban abortion, but it can't be both a right and something that you can be that can be banned. So all that has changed now is that states are freely able to do what they should have legally been able to do the whole time, and that is uh, ban abortion at any state. And then here, let's quick watch a clip from that scandal scene that she got so much online hate for. Sorry if I was that way with you too. I'm sorry I didn't listen more. I am sorry. change the speech. Good. Why? Because she asked me to. <laughs> I support your choice, Liv. Not that you needed it. You can see here he, who is the uh, the president of the United States in this story, uh, is supporting her her choice. Right? We got the we have the dramatic music playing in the background. Of course, this character supports it. He's the president, and he's had a child out of wedlock. That is not a politically helpful situation for the most powerful man in the world. It unintentionally shows that oftentimes abortion is a tool used by powerful men to remove the consequences of their own actions and masquerading that as a caring act for the woman. He's not being loving and caring of her. He's not being thoughtful. The whole scene's like, oh, yeah, I, I see you, I hear you. No, he, you are going, yep, this is entirely convenient for me, and I'm really happy that you're doing it because it's going to make a lot more political sense for this baby to just disappear than be in our lives. But she got online hate for that, guys. 
give me a break. <laughs> we here receive online hate all the time, uh, which can be as much as people disagreeing with us or being very vitriol about what we're saying. Heck, we even get people giving us online hate because of our different view on the atonement of Christ, which is the orthodox view, but since it's different than what some people believe, we get online hate. So here's the thing. If you don't like the spotlight and your millions, then quit. No one is forcing you to do a controversial scene, and I think I read online that she made like $250,000 an episode at this point in time. So $250,000 an episode for her, which she had to have a little bit of online hate and had to block some people on Twitter, I, I don't feel bad for her in the slightest. I do feel bad for her and her wrong opinions on abortion and morality, and that she's clearly lost and needs to be found. Um, and I hope she finds her way back. I really do. The article goes on to quote her and says, quote, a lot of people that may have reacted negatively are, pro are probably blocked on my Twitter because I tend to be a pretty outspoken person when it comes to all kinds of human rights. Women's reproductive rights, immigrants' rights, workers' rights, rights of people of color, voting rights, she told the Huffington Post. She's, all, she's outspoken about all kinds of human rights, huh? <laughs> Except the one that she's arguing against today. <laughs> Notice it does include the right to the un rights to the unborn. They don't get the right to, to reproduce. They don't even get the right to immigrate to different countries because they are murdered before they even leave the womb. They don't even get to know their own gender, so no women's rights for them. They don't get the right to vote because they never get the opportunity to vote. They don't get the right to work because they never get old enough to work. Uh, they're stripped of their fundamental underpinning right of all these rights, which is the right to life. So just this just shows how tone deaf she is, right? And the people that believe this and how much they virtue signal, right? She, oh, I, I, I support all these rights and I'm pretty outspoken about this. Um, but don't be outspoken against abortion because you're, you're against women's, women's rights at that point. Come on. They say dumb stuff like this all the time. Um, and why we talk about it a lot on this channel. She says, quote, I had no problem with people expressing a difference of opinion, but I do block people who express violence, sexism, and racism. That's inexcusable to me, she said. She added. <laughs> so she has no problem with difference of opinion, unless it's certain opinions, then there is no excuse whatsoever. We have this strange idea that you can't, you can't say certain opinions are bad, right? Sexism, racism, and certain types of violence, except violence against the un the unborn through abortion that's okay violence i think she's saying but other violence that she wants to speak out against is bad and those opinions are bad and you're going to get blocked well i think several of those opinions are bad and are morally bankrupt i think those that are sexist or they're racist not the real racism not the racism that is defined nowadays but actual racism and real violence like violence of ripping the baby limb from limb those are morally bankrupt ideas, and I'm totally okay with calling those terrible. And I don't think it's just a difference of opinion. I think they're morally bankrupt and incorrect, and I hope they are made to see the truth before it's too late for them. Um, this kind of doublespeak thinking is what has led to the whole idea of there's no such thing as objective truth, or my truth, and your truth, and... Politically expedient opinions, and there's non-politically ex expedient opinions. And that's really where we are at this point in time in this country and in other countries as well. 
It goes on to say, quote, I just think it's important that we remind ourselves that we live in a country where choice is important, and I feel grateful to be able to portray a character who makes a choice and doesn't have shame about it, she said. Washington said in the recent People interview that talking openly about abortion is a way to meet the moment of eroding ab abortion rights. Okay, choice is important. Unless you choose the wrong thing, then, of course, like being pro-life or giving the opportunity for choice of the unborn, then that's, that's not a, we're not a country of choice. Um, I think Steven Crowder is famous for saying it, that he believes in choice. He just believes in four of the choices, not all five. When we really get down to this whole concept of choice, it's actually BS. It's this, we put this, this idea on a pedestal and we think that this, this approves or excuses different immoral acts because, well, choice is so important. Um, abortion isn't a right at all, but the perception of it being a right is eroding. So I guess in that respect, I do agree with her. <laughs> the last set of quotes from here. She says, quote, we're at a moment where it's really important to be telling the truth about our reproductive choices because some of those choices are being stripped away from us, she said. Later adding, quote, I'm telling my truth about my life. There's that word again, my truth, words, phrase. Excavating some of my secrets, she explains, quote, I don't want my not telling it to make anybody think there is shame to be had. I'm glad she has writers because that was a really poorly constructed sentence. I don't want my not telling it to make anyone think they're ashamed to be had. Washington and her husband, whose name I can't pronounce, have three children, a teenager who is Washington's stepdaughter and Isabel nine and Caleb six. She thinks it's important to tell the truth while lying to you all about it in her book. The truth of life, the truth of her mistake. She's lying to herself right now saying it's not shameful while telling you truth is important. That irony should not be lost on anyone who's reading this. So, if she tells it, then it removes the stain of shame, right? If she just says it out loud, then she's not, she doesn't have shame about it anymore because she's going to get a whole bunch of people that are going to say, oh yeah, you were totally right, you were totally, that was your choice, you're totally moral, this is all good. Your truth, hashtag my truth, all good. But it's not true. It doesn't give us an opportunity to talk, but it does give us an opportunity to talk about it. So perhaps women will maybe decide not to kill their baby as a result of Carrie killing her. So maybe there is a silver lining here for her talking about it, but it's not to remove the shame of it. It's still a shameful act. Like all the sins that I've done, I'm ashamed of them. And I'm glad that I have Jesus. And then the end here is just tragic. So technically she has four children, three that are still alive and get to enjoy life and mom's millions of dollars and one dead one that she is definitely not ashamed of because she's bringing it up, nor did she deem that person human enough to even give a name like Isabel and Caleb. I hope this was interesting. I hope this shed some light on this, this situation, what Carrie is talking about. I hope that if a woman who's watching this has had an abortion understands that it was wrong and understands that they can repent and receive life through Christ. I hope that those that know people that have had an abortion can can talk maybe in a little bit less punchy way than I did, but in but can come alongside them and give them the truth of Christ. There is forgiveness in Christ, even for abortion, even for murder, terrible things that we've all done that deserve death. There is life in Christ if we repent and believe. We've obviously we'll talk more about abortion, especially in these cultural segments. Obviously, 
it's more in the news, I would say, than it used to be just because of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And so well, this is obviously a pet passion topic for both Will and I on the church split. So we'll be talking about that more as life goes on. I hope this was helpful, at least to talk about how some people can be so terribly wrong while saying that they adhere to the truth and are accepting of all opinions. Anyway, so this has been The Church Split. I hope you've enjoyed this. Take care, and God bless. And guys, if you want to avoid seeing obnoxious ads like this, we gotta be strong, we gotta be healthy. When you wanna feel nice and strong and satisfied, you gotta check out Good Ranchers. Right now, go to goodranchers.com, use promo code Knowles. Or that. We also want to thank Free Life Soap, because I don't know about yes. y'all, but I got a new shipment of soap yes, in. I did. Yes, I did. And it was great. Or this. Hi, guys. My name is Will, and I'm here to tell you why you should be a student at Trinity College of the Bible and Theological Seminary. Or that. To get to that momentarily, first, I want to talk to you about Daily Wire's most trusted privacy partner and premier sponsor of this show, ExpressVPN. Are you aware? Your browsing data is constantly being tracked and monitored. Please support us on Patreon. We do not want to annoy you filthy heretics with any sort of ads on this show. So when you're a Patreon subscriber, you also get access to our apologetics classes and other video content a whole month in advance. You can support us on Patreon for as low as $1 a month.